Good morning, friends. How's it going? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. It is Thursday. By the time this episode drops, it will be February 13th. We are halfway through the second month of 2020. It is flying by, you guys. I really, really hope you are finding some value in this life coaching series, you guys. The purpose of me doing this is to share with you the process that God has used in my life to give me the liberty and the freedom that I never even had before, you guys. I've shared with you before that I lived in this state of bondage, worrying about what other people thought of me, basing my whole identity and every decision I made on the judgment of somebody else, right? Someone would make a conclusion about me. And so if I didn't want to feel the sting of that, I would try to do and say to prove their accusations wrong. I was a puppet, you guys. And where I'm sitting right now recording this podcast is the same spot I was sitting when I said, Lord, why do I care so much about what people think of me? And that's when he revealed to me the the next thought in my mind. You guys, learn to pay attention. When you ask God a question, and I hope you're asking him, ask, seek, and knock. I hope you're doing those things as a Christian, engaging with the one that you claim to know asking and listening I said Lord why do I care so much about what people think and the next thought that came to my mind was because you've internalized man's judgments of you and I was like I have never heard that before I had no idea why I was even doing it you guys have you ever like known you were stuck in a habit or a way of being and if you knew another way you would do it but you don't know right? And I never thought about my life like that before. I I never thought about how I had internalized man's judgment. So I took this journey and I was like, Lord, how do I, how have I done that? How have I internalized man's judgment, you know? And so going through this process the last, I'm going to say probably four or five years, you guys, of trying to understand myself and, and understand the freedom that God has given me, utilizing the resources, seeking out the aha moments. You know, when God gives you a perspective in your mind that you never had before. You're like, wow, okay. I would su- I would highly suggest you go after that and find out what that means. You know, seek him, right? And so I just share this journey with you guys because I want you guys to know the same type of freedom in your life if you have struggled with worrying about what people think about you, living with your own hand over your mouth, not pursuing your life and what you want to do because you fear judgment from others. You know, you fear judgment from the Christian community and and being criticized and all of these things, you guys. Jesus dealt with the same thing. We've got to learn the process that he went through that enabled him to live out his purpose because he had the whole religious community against him, you guys. It says here in Mark 8, you know, we're going to be talking about this today, you guys, because we're going to be chatting about the what's the difference between the soul, the spirit and the physical body. This is just supposed to be a reference point. Okay, you guys, I've never learned this up until probably like a year or two ago. I'm going to say about a year ago. I'd never heard anybody break this down this way. And, and so it helped me understand when I took these definitions and I put them over the, the context of scripture, it helped me understand a little bit more of what Jesus was trying to tell us when he said, you know, um, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. You know, and we're going to be talking about that to you guys in the context of the soul. And, uh, you know, 
you know, what does he say? What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? We're going to be talking about that today too, you guys. So I hope you guys find some value in this podcast. We're going to be talking about, like I said, all these things. And so I want to share it with you. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray and we'll start this conversation. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, God, that you are the God of freedom and liberty. You have a plan for our lives, God. Plans that we don't even understand, Lord. We, we're going to find ourselves on paths that we're like, we don't know where we're going. Lord, growth is like that. You know, you, it says that you will, you know, help us. You know, what's that scripture, Lord, in Isaiah? I can't remember where it is. But you talk about leading the blind among, among, among paths, you know, that they've never been on. And you know what, God, we're blind to a degree. If we knew freedom, God, we would have it. If we knew peace and love and joy and our purpose, then we would be doing those things. But Lord, we could be so ignorant sometimes to who you are, to who, to who you say we are, who you've created us to be. And Lord, we don't want to be ignorant of your plans for our lives. And we want to walk in the fullness of the purpose you have for us, just like, just like Jesus did. Lord, thank you for being the example to us. It says, I will lead the blind by the ways they've not known. Among unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Thank you, Lord. Father, help us to see how you are leading us, blind people, by the ways we have not known unfamiliar paths you will guide us lord we don't know the path of freedom we're not born into freedom lord we are born into slavery born into sin born into ignorance born into thought patterns and things that steal kill and destroy us god curses you know generational things passed down from our families god but you make us new lord you give it you make us give us a new identity and so lord help us to walk in that today turn our darkness into light lord make the rough places smooth you'll never forsake us god so let us Let us capitalize on your spirit being in us and fully integrate the grace you have for our lives and live like we are free, Lord, not to be slaves anymore. There's no excuse why we should, as Christians, be living in bondage when you've come to do what needed to be done so we could live life freely and walk in what you've called us to do. So help us, Lord, to um, understand these things. Help us to apply to our lives. Help us to have wisdom. And Lord, help us to have greater levels of freedom in our life. Help us to ask where we ask you for where we need freedom. Where we know we have bondage. Ask why. Help us to have the courage to ask why we're stuck there. And let us be open to you revealing that to us, God. There's no blame, shame, and condemnation in you, Lord. Let us understand and integrate this, God. So we love you. We thank you for this day, Lord. I pray you bless this conversation. Bless every single person listening to this podcast. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So yeah, friends, it's pretty self-explanatory in that type of way. And I was thinking about this this morning, you know, I think about all the Christians out there who say they have a relationship with the Lord, you know, but they are so stuck in so much bondage. It's, it's so sad. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? You know, and that is the other thing, you know, talking to people, you, you realize that they have so much We can have so much shame in our lives that we don't even want to bring it to the church. I'm like, isn't that the problem that we were having back in the day when the Pharisees and the elders and the teachers of the law were running things and people, people who had even faith in Christ didn't even want to acknowledge it before the Pharisees because they didn't want to get kicked out of the synagogue. And then it says they loved the praise of man more than the praise of God. They wanted to be more accepted 
instead of living out the conviction of who they knew they were and who they knew Christ was. So there were people who believed that Christ was who he said he was. But because they couldn't accept what Jesus had to accept, right? He accepted that he would be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. You guys, this is Mark 8. Right? He understood and he accepted these things. Are we doing that in our lives, you guys? You know, there are, are there people out there that, you know, are unashamed of the grace that God gives. And that's why I share this, you guys. You know, when I was first starting out sharing my journey with people, I would have Christians get a hold of me and attack me. You know, oh, Christian psychology, you know, da 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 da. Don't be forsaken the Bible. Like, giving me all this instruction as if the Holy Spirit, like, I need them, right? But at what point are people gonna grow up spiritually? Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying we don't have people in our life that we can talk to, like mentors, advisors that way. I mean, come on, there's financial advisors. There's all types of advisors out there, you guys. But we are supposed to be competent enough to know ourselves and make decisions. And that's what I want to talk about with you guys today. Let's talk about the difference between the soul, the spirit, and the physical body. And I mean, I'm hoping that by me sharing this with you guys, it'll give you guys a little bit of insight um, to who you are in this way. And then you can just kind of like, you know, just take this perspective and, and then layer it over when you read the Bible, right? When Jesus talks about, you know, forfeiting your soul. So, um, what, first of all, what's your physical body, you guys, your physical body, right? Every part that God has given to you, your hands, heads, shoulders, knees, and toes, right? All your organs, everything that involves the physical body and the, and the part that, you know, you feel the pain, you know, So your physical body is pretty self-explanatory, all right? Well, then you've got your soul. Your soul is that side of you that we're all aware of. Oh, sorry, you guys. So the soul is your mind, your free will, and your emotions, okay? So you know you have a physical body, and then you also know that you have thoughts that run through your mind, emotions that you experience, and then choices that you're making, okay? That is all in the aspect of the soul. But then you've got the spirit. The spirit is different. Man has spirit, and then you've got the spirit of God that lives in the heart of every believer. This is pretty significant when you think about it, you guys. So your spirit is your your identity and your character and your values. Think about it. Your physical body can get hurt, but then you can also get hurt. You can also get hurt when you experience rejection, judgment, right? When you feel brokenhearted, you know, kind of on that heart level, when you feel that pain, that's your spirit that's in pain, your identity, your character, right? Someone went against your character or in the, or you went against someone else's character, right? You have, you have love and faithfulness and all those things in your character. And then someone goes against that. You're going to feel that pain in your heart, right? Just like you feel physical pain with smashing your finger or stubbing your toe or smacking your head on something, right? Burning yourself when you're cooking. You guys have done that so many times, like seriously, but you guys get my point. You're also going to feel emotional pain as well, right? You're going to feel pain in your heart and in your spirit. And isn't it interesting that the spirit of God chooses to live inside the heart as well, right? Because the heart is where we carry all of our injuries and all of our shame, all of the, you know, the memories, those others, you know, the other side of ourselves that experiences pain, not just the physical body. So I love the fact that he broke up, you know, oh, and I've learned this from uh, the life coaching course I was in, you guys. I've shared that with you a few times from Kane Ramsey. 
Um, I got it on, what is it, Udemy or U-D-E-M-Y online. It's like this basically online site that if anybody wanted to teach a course or whatever, you can upload it, people can buy your courses, and you can just basically share everything that you've ever learned with other people and uh, make a profit on it. And so I bought his course for like 12 bucks. I took it a couple years ago because I had someone approach me who was a coach and she was asking me for $10,000 and that was really overwhelming for me at the time. Um, I was like, I don't have $10,000. Not that I would not ever be willing to pay somebody that type of money for their services because, you know, that's that's just the name of the game, right? If you, you get what you pay for. But I was like, you know what, God, I'm really not in the position to do that right now. And so I was crushed. I was like, I'm never going to be a life coach, da, 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 da. And so um, my husband came home and I was crying to him about it. And he's like, babe, just get online. Let's see what we can find. And boom. And so anyway, you guys, his just his breakdown of these three things gave me a lot of perspective. So he was just, like I said, he's saying your spirit is your character and your values. And that's the part that feels pain when you experience rejection and judgment and shame and condemnation. Okay. And then the soul, right? The soul is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. And then the Holy Spirit lives in the the heart of every person where our spirit is. And so anyway, um, so your soul, your thoughts, right? Your thoughts can influence your spirit when you think about it, right? You give access. Why do you think God tells us to guard your thoughts? Because your thoughts are going to either feed, you know, who you believe God says you are by his grace or who you think you are based on the experiences and other people's opinions and your own performance, right? Isn't it funny how you can build your identity in two different ways? You can build your identity in the way of integrating and receiving God's grace, right? Knowing and understanding the function. Okay, why did Jesus come? You guys, why did Jesus come? Was it not to redeem man, right? Redeem of their sin and their shame and and bring him back into right relationship with God. So people who actually understand what what God's function is, and in their life, what, what he's, what, what's God's function? What was his function? To redeem you. So you've accepted that. You've integrated that, right? Um, you, you're not basing your past or what you've done off of that. You just realize, you know what? Yes, those things have happened. And Lord, I need what you got. I need healing. People would approach Jesus ruthlessly and unashamed. People would be carrying their loved ones on mats. Like, you know what? I don't even care what y'all think about me. I'm going to go get the healing I need. Right. I'm going to pursue the one who's going around healing all these people, casting out demons, uh, you know, providing for people's needs consistently. You know, why the heck not? (laughs) Right. So these people were ruthless in accepting what God had come to bring to them. They were unashamed. Right. But then there were some people out there who knew what Jesus came to give them. But because they were afraid of you know, the Pharisees, the elders, the teachers of the law. I mean, come on, look how they treated people. Look how they treated Judas, yo. (laughs) I know everybody always likes to give Judas a hard time, right? They're like, oh, Judas, you know, he betrayed the Lord. You guys, obviously that was God's will. Duh. Somebody had to do it. But I'm looking at another side of it here, okay? I think, number one, Judas had a money problem. Y'all ever worry about money? I do. You know, and then God gave him the money bag. It's like, Judas, stop worrying about things, right? And and everybody has their own free will. We have to understand that. So anyway, what's the point, you guys? You know, Judas tries to go and go to the chief, the chief priests, the elders, the teachers of the law. And, you know, 
return the money because he realized that, wow, I've condemned an innocent man. Look how they treated him in his shame and in admitting what he'd done. They said, that's your bad luck. Jesus hadn't even died yet. Was it not their job to atone for his sin? It was their job. The chief priests and the elders and the teachers of the law had a responsibility for when people were confessing their sins or whatnot, they were supposed to take care of business for them. But they said, that's not my problem. And they completely left their post. Thank God, God fired them. You know what I'm saying? For real. Can you imagine coming to that realization in your life and you're going to the one that, you know, was supposedly be in place to cover your butt and they completely rejected you? Right. And they said, bye. Look how Jesus treated people, though. People who humbled themselves. He, he always said, yeah, you're, you're forgiven. Some people he said, go and sin no more. Some people said your faith has healed you. He talked to everybody differently in the context of their life. They weren't offended either. Right. If Jesus told somebody, go and sin no more. Those people weren't tripping. They understood the weight of what they just been delivered from. They're not offended. Right. And like I said, Jesus didn't talk to everybody like that. You know, some people he said, your faith has healed you. You're good. Go do, go live your life. You know? So what I mean, you guys is, um, we just have to understand, you know, the function of why the Lord came. And, uh, so he lives in our heart. Oh yeah. That was, that's what it was. Guarding our thoughts, the things we entertain, how we base our identities. Okay. You guys, um, are you basing your identity on your performance? What other people say about you? Right. Um, your circumstances, is who you are, your circumstances, other people's opinions, or your performance. Is that who you are? Right? Or is there something deeper to you as a person? Right? Do you have character? You know, do you have qualities about yourself? Do you understand that you still have qualities? You don't do it perfectly because you're not all knowing. Maybe you've got, you know, some injuries that need to be healed in your life. You know, a lot of people are afraid to be vulnerable and get their needs met because of all the things they've been through, you guys. So just understanding that dynamic, okay? Your soul is your mind. So your thoughts, how you feel, and the choices you make. That's why you better be guarding the thoughts that come into your mind. How do you know if you're entertaining a thought that is not of the Spirit of God? If any thought that comes into your mind steals, kills, and destroys you, if you are not having life, if you're not experiencing the fruit of of the thoughts that we're supposed to be thinking, if you're not entertaining the knowledge of God in your life, and if you're not humbling yourself and acknowledging what you need from him, and that's the other thing, you guys, don't ever be afraid to acknowledge what you know about yourself before God, right? If you know you're struggling to believe him, or you know that, okay, it says to forgive, but I don't want to forgive. Why why are you going to act like you don't want to forgive? Why don't you just tell the Lord, I don't want to forgive. Help me, help me to forgive though, right? If you don't believe, tell the Lord you don't believe. Help, Lord, help me overcome my unbelief. Get comfortable with the fact that God knows the sin he redeemed you from and you need to be redeemed from. Stop trying to hide the thing that's so obvious to him. He's already accepted you. If he is in you, live as if he is. Stop living like he's not in you. Like his grace is either enough or it's not. You've got to make up your mind. So what are you going to do with the grace of God in your life? How are you going to integrate it into your life to build up the spirit within you? You have God's spirit in you. He's trying to make you into the image of Christ. But are you are you accepting the grace that you need so you can do that? Right? And he's made you. What's it mean to be the image of what does it mean to be like Christ? Right? 
to have his type of character. And now that's the other thing. You got you to gotta be able to discern your function from God's function. You are not here to die for the sins of the world. That was God's job straight up. You're not here to die for the sins of the world. You're here to accept what he came to die for, which was for you and the shame that you're still living in if you haven't learned to accept what he came for. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So his function, he knew his function. He knew why he was here. It says he knew where he'd come from and he knew where he was going. He knew who he was. He knew his purpose. His purpose was to die for the sins of the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Your job is to receive what he's come to give and then share that with other people very practically in the context of your life. Whatever their areas of shame or condemnation or whatever that you've gone through, where do you need the grace of God in your life? People in the Bible had diseases, adulterers, tax collectors, sinners. They were unashamed of acknowledging what they needed from him. And then God used their lives very powerfully, right? So that's, that's the only function you have is to recognize what you need from God, receive it, and then live as if you've been redeemed. It's not that complicated, but you've got to learn to understand who you believe you are. How do you base in your identity? Is your identity based upon your performance, other people's opinions, or your circumstances? Do you think that's super consistent when things change? Do you think that's consistent when people's opinions are limited and they don't know everything about you, when people are judging you and accusing you? right? I mean, do you really want to build your identity off that kind of stuff or your performance? Are you all knowing? Do you not need more knowledge and wisdom and understanding from God as you go about this journey of life? I mean, why not base your identity more off of, you know, who you are in your core? If you guys want to learn to do this, you've got to start there first, right? You got to be able to, you know, get, get, get yourself established in the way of who are you on the inside and then begin to modify the thoughts that are going to build upon who you are, if that makes any sense. So, you know, and we're going to be talking about this next week, you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about how beliefs are formed, and then we're going to be getting into the, you know, core identity um, coaching model. Um, very practical way for you guys to start building your identity from the inside out. Get that established first, right? Who you are in spirit. Who are you in character and value? And then use your soul... <laughs> to build that up within you. You learn how to use your body to work for you. That's what's created to do. We're not made to live in division of ourselves, right? You have to learn to live in harmony with yourself in that way by the grace of God, right? Any resistance you have is just an indicator that you need something you ain't got. So just humble yourself, you guys. So that's the deal with your soul, your spirit, and your physical body, okay? And so... Um, when Jesus says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Think about that. If your soul is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will, what good is it? He says to gain the world. What good is it to have everyone accept you and forfeit the very, the, your very thoughts and your will just for them? Do, how well do you think that would have went for Jesus if he would have forfeited his will and his thoughts in that way of, you know, I, I'm not going to accept the fact that I have to be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. I'm just going to go ahead and win their acceptance. So that way I don't have to get crucified. That would completely go against his purpose. Right? So 
quit being afraid of you walk if your purpose being validated from an outside world that isn't all, all knowing you guys we are equal to one another in Christ right we submit to one another we all have a function every physical body part of the human body has a purpose correct you've got your head with the brain your liver you know the heart that pumps the blood oh the heart's just the muscle it's not the blood yo the heart just pumps the blood you need both right what the lungs you need the lungs but you also need the oxygen but there's they work together in harmony we've got to learn to do that but we got to learn to be unashamed you know we've got to learn and understand the context that god came to redeem our lives it's in the context of your life today wherever you're feeling shame where you're feeling worthless where you're feeling isolated where you're feeling fearful understand the emotional state that you have right is revealing a greater need for you if you are feeling worthless and stressed and anxious and depressed right is that not something that's stealing killing and destroying you does that seem like the life that jesus promised what good is his grace if you're still living in the shame in the hole of shame why are we as christians living as if god has no impact in our life like what what the heck is the point of him even coming and dying are we going to trample on him or are we going to let god's grace not have an, an effect in our life like seriously you guys i don't want to go without having i want his grace to have an effect in my life you know and paul did too i think it was that scripture in galatians you know when uh paul said your grace to me was without was with not effect or no i'm not saying that right you guys i'm looking for the scripture right now I should have looked it up before. I've shared this one with you guys before on the podcast. Let me see if I can find it really, really quick. Thessalonians. It's like, come on, Ashley. You read the Bible every day. You don't remember where Galatians is? Okay. Bam. I think it's in Galatians, you guys. Dang it. Maybe it's not. I'll have to look for it, you guys. I'm going to find it, and I'll share it with you again. But just understanding... That God's grace is supposed to have an impact in your life. Okay? And just like Paul, he understood who he was, where he came from. And at the same time, he utilized it to the fullest potential. Are you doing that? Are you using your soul and your spirit together? Because you receive what God came to give you. Right. And then now you can reject thoughts in your mind that still kill and destroy because you understand this dynamic. You're not ignorant to the devil's schemes. You guys don't be ignorant, yo. Like the devil works very easily in our lives. He works through assumptions and accusation. How many of us operate like that in our relationships with each other? Just assuming things instead of asking questions. Who told you that? God always asks questions, right? So we got to be able to do the same thing with each other and not just assume things and all that. But I'm getting off track here, you guys. So know the difference between your soul, your spirit, your physical body. Know who you are in spirit. Who are you in character? I want you guys to start thinking about that. And is your what are you basing your identity off of? Is it off your performance, other people's opinions, or your circumstances? How do you uh, how how do you ground yourself as a person? Ask yourself that question, you guys. It's really important you get this established. So when we start getting into the core identity stuff, you guys will have more of a reference point. So sit down today. Ask yourself, you know, do you understand what these three things mean? How do they work in the context of your life? 
And, you know, are you accepting what God came to give you? Right? You're not going to deny your soul either, right? You're not going to forfeit your soul. You're not going to forfeit your will that he gave you, right? And that's what I almost did. I almost denied my purpose. I told God, I ain't doing this. I'm not going to talk to people anymore about this. It's like, Ashley, if you deny the process I brought you through, you deny me, right? So it's like, be unashamed, you guys. God has brought you through a process. He's brought grace into your life. If you are not feeling free, then really you need to take a time out and learn to receive. Receive from God. Receive love and grace and truth and perspective and healing and encouragement and those things that you need so then you can live out the life that he has for you guys. He makes all these promises. We're the only ones that need to change our perspective, not him. So I hope this wasn't too off track today, you guys. Um, you know, this is like the live version. I don't edit any of my podcasts. I just don't have time to do that. You know, I right now it's like 8, 12. I got to get my butt out there and, and go see how my kids are doing. I got to go feed the chickens. I don't have time to edit this podcast. This is real deal. This is live. This is my real life. This is me rambling on to you guys, but I hope you guys can get some value out of this. Anyway, thank you guys for your support. Continue to subscribe to the podcast. Tomorrow is Friday, so check out Food for Thought Friday on Facebook, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell, as well as Soul Food Sunday on YouTube. You guys, check that out. My husband and I go live and share with you the things that we're learning that he is walking us through as him being the spiritual leader of the home, you guys. So I hope you guys find some value in that. So thank you for all your support. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and be sure, be sure to tune in Monday. We're going to be talking about the victim drama triangle. Oh, never mind. I'm trying to think when this, when this podcast episodes or this podcast drops, you guys are already going to hear that. So next week, what am I going to be talking about? <laughs> never mind. Not that you guys already heard that we're going to be talking about, um, you know, how, how beliefs are formed. We're going to start getting into that. You guys, um, We still probably have a couple months left on this life coaching series, but I'm trying to give you guys a full package deal so you guys can get the value that God brought into my life. You guys can get it. You guys can get the freedom and uh, the liberation that is really promised in Christ. So anyway, love you guys, and I will see you all on Monday.